Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you are eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. We're continuing to look at this idea of engaging people in meaningful conversations about abortion. We talked about engaging with truth and love and compassion. We talked about the mental blockers that are there in people's minds. And our goal as we engage in these conversations is not to just silence them. That's the wrong approach about any issue, about even witnessing. But I see that so many times even within Christians, and I even experienced it early on in my Christian life, because, look, I've got the truth. Just shut up and listen. Let me tell you what I have to tell you. But that gets nowhere. It gets nowhere with me when people treat me that way. And I've learned very quickly it gets nowhere with other people people, if we're willing to engage them, then they are much quicker to listen to us. And you say, how can we do that practically speaking? We're going to talk about that on our episode here. So so many times we talked about the mind is where the battle's at. So we must engage what? Their mind. We're not trying to get through their blind sight. We're trying to get through the blindness of their mind. So we need to bring clarification to the issue. We need to dialogue about the issue. We need to answer questions, and we need to help people to think logically through what they are saying and or are believing. So here's some ways that you can do that. First is this, to engage with logical reasoning. What do you mean? Just basic logic. I'm going to give you some statements here, and the result will be based on these statements. It is wrong to kill an innocent human being. Would you agree with that? Yes. An unborn child is an innocent human being. Therefore, as a result, it is wrong to kill an unborn child. So we understand the first one everybody would agree with. The only premise that you need to prove is the second one. An unborn child is an innocent human being. In our previous uh, two episodes back, we talked about what is the unborn. And so there you can begin to give your evidence for what the unborn is. And if you can show that the unborn child is a human being, then logically sound reasoning here. It is wrong to kill an innocent human being. The unborn child is an innocent human being. Therefore, it is absolutely wrong to kill an unborn child. Get somebody to think through that. And then secondly, we want to engage with questions. You know, what would be so good about using questions? I thought we're supposed to be making statements. I thought we're supposed to be sharing truth. And I've learned this, uh, one, more and more that, that I witness and talk to people and engage with college students. Questions are awesome. Questions are beautiful. And I've gotten further in conversation using questions many times than I have just by making statements or accusations or uh, things like that, just sharing information. Questions do what? Questions uh, take down the walls of the other person. Questions go from an argument to conversation because you're including them. Questions allow you to listen to the other person. Questions are very non-confrontational, meaning you might have asked you a question. Yeah, shoot. And then you ask the question. Um, questions do tremendous work for us. Questions also, and always remember this, use open-ended questions as much as possible. But when you ask an open-ended question, you are learning about the person that you're dialoguing with. As you're doing that, one, they're talking a lot. You're listening. So there you're getting to know where they're at, where you should go, what you need to address. Because sometimes what they say is really not what was on the surface is really not what's hiding down under. And so uh, this also reverses the burden, burden of proof and places it back on them if they're the ones making the claims about the abortion issue, about being pro-choice, pro-abortion. And the questions that you ask help the people think through what they're saying and believe. 
believe him. So what would be some of those questions? Well, first, I'm going to give you three questions that you can use all the time. I use these uh, almost almost every conversation that I have with a college student, if I'm engaging them, whether I believe or not, I'm using these questions. They're very helpful. Somebody taught this to me years ago, and I have just used it practically speaking. And uh, Greg Kokel has an excellent book on it called Tactics, and he goes through the list here of many other questions you can use with this. But the first one is this, what do you mean by that? We must clarify terms. Could you explain what you mean by? So somebody says medical abortion should be legal. Well, what do you mean by medical abortion? Are you referring to a medical abortion being a ectoptic, ectoptic pregnancy? Or are you referring to it as being a miscarriage? Or are you referring to medical abortion as being a woman's choice to abort the child? What do you mean by that? So that way we can understand that we're talking about the same thing. The unborn is just a clump of sails, somebody says to you. What do you mean by a clump of sails? You want to clarify what they mean and get them to think through. What, what are you identifying as a clump of sails? Because that's not what is there. The unborn is an embryo. It, uh, it has this. Uh, at week number four, the heart's beating. You can go through the list. Or um, right there at conception, 23 chromosomes and 23 uh, chromosomes from male and female come together. And they do what? They make up a single cell that has the ability to reproduce from within, to, to develop, I mean, from within. Um, and so you share. It's not just a clump of sales. This is what it is. So what do you mean by that? Always clarify terms. You want to understand what people are talking about. And then secondly, how did you come to that conclusion? Now, both of these can be asked in various different ways. It doesn't always mean you say, how did you come to that conclusion? But I do say it just like that many times. But let's say the statement is this. If abortion is illegal, thousands of women will die from back alley abortions. I've heard that. I've seen that. I've read it in the news. So we asked the question, how did you come to that conclusion? How do you know that? What is your basis for that? Where is the information? Where is the data? We want to go back because many times people are just relying on rhetoric or words from people in, in class, professors, maybe the media. They're relying on that and they've never really got the hard facts because some people just pass off through rhetoric, stuff that's false. They try to persuade people through the speech and through the words that they say, even though there's no factual basis for it. Uh, here's another one. You should not force your beliefs on others. It is their body anyways. And you can always ask, then why are you forcing your belief on me then? You say, what do you mean? They're telling you not to, not to force your beliefs on others about abortion. But they're doing the exact same thing they're telling you not to do. Uh, in a very kind way, bring that out to them. Basically, how did you come to that conclusion? And then you can go into the third question, have you considered, and then you can share a truth. So you start it, interestingly, with a question. As I mentioned earlier, you can always ask people, you mind if I ask you a question? Uh, my wife did that today with a gentleman, and she wanted to ask him, if you died today, where would you go? And she said, hey, do you mind if I ask you a question? And uh, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. No problem at all. And she asked, if you died today, where would you go? And the gentleman began to talk. Um, Non-confrontational. So learn to use uh, questions in that way. It's very powerful uh, to do that. Uh, but have you considered, you're asking them, and then you share a truth, and you're using a question to teach or state a truth. Have you considered uh, the personhood view, the, uh, have you considered that the personhood view that you are holding to of the unborn produces human inequality? 
You're trying to get them to realize, hey, you're holding to the personhood view, meaning the biological body is separated from the person. There's certain criteria that must be met, and that reduces human equality to inequality because it's up to what people can do, up to their size, up to their level of development, their dependency, and so forth. And here's another one. Have you considered that the science of embryology states that life begins at conception? Have you considered that that is uh, when life begins? And they will either say yes or no, or I have not. Then you can go into it. And then thirdly here, being very practical, drag in is what Scott Klusendorf says, drag in the toddler. So we want to engage by bringing in the toddler. What do you mean here? This is very helpful to get people to think through. So we must help them to follow through with their beliefs to its logical conclusion. Many times people do not think things all the way through. And so he, uh, he puts it this way, drag in the toddler. And I like that because it's easy to remember. So what you want to do is stop and ask yourself if the justification they are using for abortion would apply to a toddler. So let's do that through the, the top uh, few reasons that, they, that women gave for abortion from our very first uh, lesson. So if a mother of a toddler realizes she is not ready to be a parent, is it okay to kill the child? You're asking a question again, right? An open-ended question. Then why is it okay when the child is in the womb? So remember, one of the top reasons was given they're not ready to have a child. So if a mother of a three-year-old realizes she's not ready to be a parent all of a sudden, she changes her mind, is it okay to kill the child? Absolutely not. The person would say no. Then you ask them, why is it okay when the child is in the womb? What's the difference? Here's another one. If a mother of a toddler decides it is no longer a good time to have a child, is it okay for her to kill the child? She's decided, okay, I want to pursue a different career path. I want to uh, get my college degree finished up or whatever it is. Is it okay for that three or four or five-year-old to be killed? Absolutely not. Then why is it okay to kill the unborn in the womb? If the mother of a toddler uh, falls on economic hardship, Remember, that was one of the top reasons. They're just not financially stable or able to care for the child. So if a mother of a toddler all of a sudden loses her job and falls on economic hardship, and of course she's going to struggle, would it be okay to kill the child to solve the economic hardship? And they would say, absolutely not. Then why is it okay for a woman who is in current economic hardship to kill the unborn in her womb? If the mother of a toddler suddenly wanted to finish school or pursue a career, would it be okay to kill the toddler to do so? If the mother of a toddler from rape is on antidepressant medicine and seeing the child causes her to become more depressed, is it okay to kill the child? And I know that's going to be a question we're going to talk about on one of our upcoming episodes here as we dive in. It's a very emotional question. But as you drag in the toddler, it brings a different perspective to it. We understand that uh, uh, pregnancy by rape or by incest is a very violent, tragic uh, situation and one that a woman will have to live with for her life. And, of course, seeing the child would bring harmful memories There's no or harmful thoughts or memories. There's no way to, to bypass that. You're absolutely right. But if we drag in the toddler and put this situation in a different perspective, if the mother of a toddler who had the child and all of a sudden looking at the child because her to become depressed, is it okay to kill that child? So why is it okay to kill the child when it's in the womb? And then lastly here, we want to engage by revealing the forgiveness and healing found in the gospel. And I think this is so, so very important and something you and I as Christians maybe need to do a better job with as we talk about this issue, not always just giving uh, the bare bone facts, but also reminding people whether, because remember our audience, they may have been affected personally, may have had an abortion themselves. 
that Jesus Christ offers healing and forgiveness, regardless of what we have ever done, regardless if we've believed wrongly, regardless of the decisions that you and I have made that are sinful, Jesus Christ offers this complete forgiveness. It's forgiveness as far as the East is from the West. It never stops. It's the uh, forgiveness that removes the guilt that can be so associated with abortion. It is the forgiveness that removes the shame and the guilt that people would feel towards other people on both sides. Meaning if I've had an abortion, I'm going to feel shame to share that with other Christians because of what they may think of me. On the flip side, as a Christian who hears about someone in our church who's had an abortion, I will not look on them any less than. I will not say, oh, you've committed the unpardonable sin. You've done this. No, because Jesus Christ, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from some, no, all unrighteousness. And so many times people feel shame caused by abortion. So we need to help them to realize their identity is not in their decisions, not in their past, not in what they've done, but their identity is in Jesus Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And so learning to base our identity in Christ removes the shame a person would feel from their sinful actions, whether that be abortion, whether it be alcohol, drugs, an affair, whatever the case is. So this reaches the heart of the matter. And so it's so very important that you and I narrow in on that. So as we engage in meaningful conversations, I pray that these uh, ideas and truths will be helpful to engage with logical reason. Use the questions. What do you mean by that? How did you come to that conclusion? Have you considered and remember to drag in the toddler? Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.